No, you are not too busy to start implementing meditative or mindfulness practices into your daily life. I should know because I'm busy too. I have some easy meditation tips for the beginner that will help you to reduce your stress so you can be more productive and effective in all areas of your life, not just your work life. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a therapist, coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to finally get relief from trauma using clear language and practical techniques. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. I'm on justinlmft.com here, and I want to read to you a blog that uh, just came out. It's called Easy Beginning Meditation Tips for Busy People, which is the same name as this episode. So what is meditation? Meditation, traditionally, we know it as the practice of basically training your mind to focus on a single point of thought, maybe, or maybe uh, your breath or a mantra or a specific visualization. I think it's something that can be practical and accessible for anybody, even busy people that would rather spend time doing something else, being more productive, maybe. So do you need a 30-day silent retreat? No, I don't think so. Do you need to meditate for 30 minutes a day? No, I don't think so either. So do me a favor, set aside your assumptions and I promise I can make this approachable for anyone, I think. So what is a busy person? A busy person is someone that doesn't slow down. They're always busy. They're always doing something. They're taking the kids to school or practices or running a business maybe, uh, maybe socializing, cleaning something uh, and more. This person feels stressed and overwhelmed pretty much all the time. On top of that, this person may not be considering that they need to slow down. This person thinks spending time being mindful is ridiculous when they have so much more stuff to do, right? If this describes you, then you know, you're in the right place. This is the right episode for you. And trust me, I can relate. And I'll share more about myself toward the end. And I promise I won't judge you if you don't judge me, all right? Deal? Okay. Let's talk about how meditation can be beneficial for you. Meditation can be beneficial for the busy person, but busy people prioritize their busyness, right? Thinking that slowing down is only going to hinder their productivity. However, there's a whole bunch of numerous potential benefits of meditation to even to the busy person, including uh, one, reductions in stress and anxiety, two, improved concentration, and three, increased productivity. Let's talk about each of these one by one. Reductions in stress and anxiety. One of meditation's most commonly cited benefits is its ability to reduce stress and anxiety. When we experience stress, our body releases cortisol, a hormone that can negatively affect our health. Meditation has been shown to lower cortisol levels, leading to improved mood and decreased anxiety. The National Institute of Health says mindfulness meditation lowers the cortisol levels in the blood, suggesting that it can lower stress and may decrease the risk of diseases that arise from stress, such as psychiatric disorder, peptic ulcer, and migraine. Number two is improved concentration. By training your mind to focus on a single point, such as your breath or visualization, you can learn to block out distractions and stay focused on your experience of the present moment. This can be really particularly beneficial for people juggling multiple daily responsibilities and tasks. And number three, increased productivity. Practicing meditation can help you to think more clearly with less mental clutter. It can also allow a reduction in emotional dysregulation. Combining these two could result in increased goal-directed activities and more productivity. Indeed, meditation may be associated, as National Institute of Health says again, 
Meditation may be associated with structural changes in the areas of the brain that are important for sensory, cognitive, and emotional processing. The data further suggests that meditation may impact age-related declines in cortical structure. That was all Nas National Institute of Health, and I'll put links in the description for my sources. So put simply, meditation is good for your brain and good for productivity. Being more productive means freeing up some time for less busyness. And having more emotional regulation means that things typically stress-inducing won't be as stress-inducing. Sounds good, right? You may be assuming or thinking that meditation is just like woo-woo stuff. Meditation and mindfulness don't just improve general connection and awareness of the present moment. There's also more concrete potential benefits as well. I personally have no interest in woo-woo. Right? I need evidence. I like data. Maybe just like you. I need things to make sense. I need to see the benefit for it. And actually, numerous studies have shown improvements in a range of behavioral problems or reductions in the intensity of symptoms through mindfulness-based interventions such as blood pressure, insomnia and sleep, anxiety and depression, and even cancer. Not in the cancer itself, but it was more about the psychological distress of someone who's going through cancer treatment. And also fatigue and sleep disturbance, pain, and symptoms of anxiety and depression. I'll put links to all this stuff in the description as well. Now for busy people, you may assume that meditation has no place in your life. I don't need you to be the meditation guru. I don't need you to be a yogi. I don't need you up on a mountaintop, right? I think it can be simple and accessible to anyone regardless of their background or their experience. And I actually think that meditation is an ideal practice for busy people who may not have much time to spare as even just a few minutes of meditation each day can make a big difference. So I'm gonna go over five techniques for beginners. Those five techniques are allowing positive emotions, focusing on breath, body scanning, visualizations, and guided practices. Number one, allowing positive emotions. Meditation doesn't need to be empty-minded, nor do I need you to summon and allow negative experiences. Instead, purposefully call upon more positive emotions through your memory. For example, when I remember the birth of my children and how they grabbed my finger with their tiny newborn hands, I can feel happiness and connection. I can mindfully allow those emotions to be in the present moment. Number two, focus on breath. This is one of the simplest and most popular meditation techniques. Close your eyes if you'd like and focus on your breath, inhaling and exhaling deeply and slowly. When your mind wanders, Gently bring your attention back to your breath. Now, I don't like to recommend prescribed breathing. Instead, I, I like to say, let your body breathe how it naturally knows how to and how it naturally needs to. It, it will take care of you. So allow that to be and focus on your body's natural breathing. That's another option. Number three, body scanning. This technique focuses on each part of your body from the top of your head to your toes. Notice any sensations that you feel without judgment as best you can. Allow a range of emotions to make themselves present, both negative and positive. It's just checking in with yourself from top to bottom and seeing what you see. Number four is visualizations. This technique involves imagining a peaceful place or situation such as a beach or a quiet forest. Allow yourself to fully immerse in the visualization and release, hopefully, any stress or anxiety. I often ask my therapy clients where they would go to feel safe. If you can do that, focus on the details of the scenario that you create in your mind and what it would be like to experience that environment through 
your senses directly. Even though you're imagining it and visualizing it, even though you're imagining it, you can still imagine what your senses might, be, might pick up in that environment. And number five is guided practices. If you struggle with meditation, find a guided practice. There are lots out there for free, or you can even use an app like Calm. That was pretty cool. I like that one. You'll need to pick and choose what works best for you and then dump the rest, in my opinion. I prefer something really concrete and very directive. If it involves like beams of light entering into me, then I'll pass on that. Now, you're a busy person, so we have to prepare to maximize your meditation opportunities, which might be less often than ideal. So prepare ahead of time to be more effective with your new meditation practice in your busy life. That way you get the most out of your time and out of the practice. And I'll go into each of these three in more detail. Number one, finding the calmest environment in your home. Two, knowing what helps you feel calm. Three, preparing for distraction. So number one is find the calmest environment in your home. Pick the spot in your home that is the most calming for you. This calming environment or most calming environment provides passive safety cues. These are things that just tell your body, tell your system that you are safe and that it can calm down. And you can also alter the environment to increase those cues. Some tips for creating a calmer environment include turn off all electronics, use a soothing scent to help you slow down, dim the lighting or let in natural light, and declutter your area. This is actually exactly what I recommend in a lot more detail in my course, Building Safety Anchors. By identifying the safest environment in your home, you can enhance the passive cues of safety through minor adjustments to it. The second way to prepare for meditation is to know what helps you feel safe and calm. Before trying to meditate, know what helps you to feel calm. Knowing ahead of time streamlines your efforts by eliminating the guesswork. Some things you might consider are, well, what scent is the most efficient at bringing you a sense of calm? What lighting do you like? What time of day is ideal? What sounds do you prefer or is quiet better for you? If you don't know, that's okay. You can always experiment with something different each time, prune out what doesn't work for you and build on what does. I personally tend to prefer silence or maybe some music uh, that's called lo-fi chill hop. And I'll put a link in the description for you to what I like to go to. And the third way to prepare, prepare for meditation and really make sure you're more effective with your time is dealing with distractions. Now, if you're like me, there is a nearly 100% chance that you will be interrupted or distracted during meditation. Kids, spouse, chores, and thoughts that keep popping up about other stuff that needs to be done. So deal with distractions ahead of time if you can. Think about what will likely happen. Here's a few tips. Meditate when everyone's asleep, either early in the morning or at nighttime. Turn off your phone and every device that you need to. Put on the right kind of music to help you focus inwardly if you need it. And finally, tell anyone and everyone that you need to that you need five minutes to be alone or politely ask. I told you before, I won't judge you if you don't judge me, so I will confide in you that yes, I am busy too. I'm one of those busy people. Here's a list of what my life looks like, all right, day to day. My wife and I are very active parents who take a very strong role in our kids' lives. As a dad, I pack kids' lunches, I drop them off, I pick them up from school, I do the after-school practices, I play with my kids every day. My daughter and I are working on a Seinfeld Lego set. My son and I have been kicking this football back and forth in the house for days. That's kind of our thing right now. 
I'm a really active spouse. My wife and I are partners in everything and we prize our time together, even if we're watching Netflix. I'm a homeowner. I have chores and I have more chores, including maintaining a pain in the butt pool that needs constant attention. I also, I hate cooking, but I do the, I clean the dishes afterwards. So that, that's my part. I also work full time as a therapist in a high risk public school. I have a private practice uh, where I do therapy with adults and a couple of kids. And I do those on Saturday mornings every week for a few hours and a couple of weeknights here and there as well. I also offer coaching right now at this moment, I close my only coaching client. So I have openings by the way, but um, I close my coaching client successfully, but I potentially have a coaching client as well or two or more. And I was offering those every other Sunday. I'm also a content creator. I have the blog, this podcast, I have my YouTube channel. I'm also a course creator, a book writer, a webinar hoster every now and then, uh, but also actually twice a month for my course students that pay to come to the twice a month meetups. I do a brief lesson and then a Q&A for an hour or more and a whole bunch of other business things that eat up my time. So yeah, I'm busy too. And that's just a broad overview. When it comes to the finer points of my day, like the minute to minute, you would see me being productive pretty much constantly. So yeah, I'm busy too. That's, that's the point here. But in my opinion, busy is not bad. It's not a bad thing. Not, not necessarily. Are you worried about me yet? Don't be. I love it. All the stuff that I do, it doesn't feel like work. I genuinely enjoy what I do for a living and what I create in my business. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. And I think my wife and I are doing a pretty damn good job raising our kiddos. My health is good and I'm making a significant impact on the people in this world from what I you know, hear from people and through email and whatnot. I love hearing from, from you. I love hearing from my audience and how what I'm creating impacts you positively. So it might look like being busy on the outside. Well, yeah, it is busy, but it's also my passion. It's my fulfillment. Do I feel stressed sometimes? Yeah, sure. And that's when I know I need to slow down. Ideally, I slow myself down and do some mindfulness and meditation before the stress comes on. Stress is not bad. It can be quite motivating, honestly. But I balance it out with quality time with my family and giving myself moments of peace during the day. And I do lots and lots of check-ins with myself throughout the day. And yes, I will do these, you know, 20 minutes sitting down and doing some meditation uh, when I need to as well. More often than not, it's like five minutes. I also encourage you to find time for maybe just short bursts of meditation if you're busy like me. Be honest with yourself. Slow down before there's a problem. Take in the present moment with a breath and listen to your body. Trust me, it is worth it. Before you get down to work productivity, spend five minutes with your internal experience as best you can. It will ultimately make you more productive, more focused, and less stressed. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope this episode has been a helpful resource for you in your process of becoming more mindful of your present moment and maybe even starting to think about how you could incorporate some mindfulness or meditative practices into your daily life. Do me a favor and share this with somebody that you think could benefit from it. That would mean a lot. The reach of this podcast, I don't do any advertisements or anything. So the, the reach of this podcast is entirely <laughs> in your hands. I'll do the best I can to make content that's worth sharing. But if you like this, it would mean a lot to me if you could share it with somebody that you think needs to hear it. Thanks a lot. Bye. 
This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice, it is for educational and entertainment purposes only.